Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, WrestleBuzz proudly brings to you the number one wrestling podcast in the world, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. I am your sit-in virtual host, NJ3, along with me, my brother from another mother, the man, the myth, the legend. He is the Iron Man of the Wrestling Journal Podcast, Bad News Tom Canale, how you doing this evening, Tom? Yeah, good evening. A little change up here. I like it. Absolutely. I mean, listen, that's kind of what we do. We're flexible. We work with it. We make it happen. Um, it is just the two of us today, everybody. Uh, Joey is getting ready for his baby girl's first birthday tomorrow, which Tommy and I will happily partake in all the of festivities course. of that. We will make sure to eat and drink on Joey's tab like he is throwing out money like Vince McMahon <laughs> or not like Vince McMahon. These yeah, days, exactly, always yeah. cutting costs. So. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll say a little, maybe like Tony Khan's. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, as always, where do you find us on social media, right? Wrestle at WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, at WrestleBuzz on TikTok. You know what I'm saying, Tommy? Joey's always doing them dances. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. even know what you call them, but I know he's thick, he's very hip with the kids. So, you want to see Joey breaking it down? No, I'm just kidding. You want to see Joey breaking it down. But I know he's doing something on TikTok. So, Go check us out there. Um, where do you want to listen to us, right? Anywhere podcasts can be downloaded. Um, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, um, Amazon Podcast. Wherever there is a podcast that you can listen to, we are there. It's as easy as asking your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of the Wrestling Journal podcast, and you will hear the sultry sounds of Tommy, myself, uh, Joey, and the other guy. <laughs> noodle noodleless as we want to call him these days because he is no show nick in the worst way um yeah and listen if you love what you're hearing from us doing what we're doing because we love what we're doing just leave us a review five stars preferably it helps us with the um the algorithm of putting our show at the top of all the lists so that helps us out big time um it's free to do it right it's the best way to do it right help us help you help us Mm-hmm. So, Tommy, I know I usually take this segment, but just because I'm hosting today, mm-hmm. what is that? Uh, what's that drink that we drink? What is that drink that keeps us going? Tell it. Oh. Tell 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 the audience about it if you don't mind. It's Nerve Focus, the, the most delicious energy drink ever. Get out of here. Yes. Is it? Is it that thing drink? Is it? Yes. yes. Oh, it is that thing drink. It is that thing drink, as Tommy alluded to. And Thor, my my puppy, just barked and loves. He agrees. Um, <laughs> nerd focus. I mean, you know what's crazy? The weeks are long. Mm-hmm. The days feel short, but the days are long. What you need to get you through your day, besides your regular dose of coffee, caffeine, and maybe tea, is your think drink of nerd focus. It has an ingredient called ginkgo biloba. It's a new word that I taught Nick because his vocabulary is very minuscule, very small. Yeah. Um, all jokes aside, uh, it's that nerd focus, that think drink. It's the drink that gets us through our days. So drink nerd with us and the best way to order it is online, right? Who mm-hmm. needs to go to a brick and mortar anymore? I ain't going shopping nowhere. You got Amazon. 
right? Yeah. You got Best Buy, you got Target, you got all the websites. Just go to our link tree in our bio on any of our social medias. Use our link tree. Use the code ND20 at checkout. Order two or more, and you are getting energy drinks for less than $2 a pop. Free shipping. Amazing. This code never expires. Sales do. Ours don't. Um, also, Pro Wrestling Tees. We have our own t-shirt. I cannot believe it. Of all the years, Tommy, we've been going to wrestling events. We're always wearing someone else's tee. Tommy, when we're in the Barclays Center next week, we're wearing our tees. Now that says something. Again, use the link in our link tree to take you to Pro Wrestling Tees, the WrestleBuzz t-shirt. It is fantastic. It is beautiful. We're seeing it all over the place. If you're buying one, tag us on it. We're going to reshare it. We're going to show the world. We love it. Um, More to come. Joey's working on some... I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get a nice bad news shirt with the, with the gavel. I want one of those. Um, I just want a, a shirt with just an al dente noodle because that's what Nick is. He's just straight flat. So listen, sky's the limit for us. Stick with us as we stick with you. So Tommy, let's get into it. Outside the ring, um, as you always break the news to us, mm-hmm. which I love. Thank God you are the only real news I listen to. Um, the Rock had an interview this week right you know red notice just came out on netflix black adam is pretty much wrapped up they're in post-production the rock roman reigns wrestlemania dallas Mm -hmm. tommy i don't know about that take us through it yeah rock said i believe words you use maybe somewhere down the line if it makes sense so i mean i mean unless something happens like you said next week we're at barclays which we're all hoping for i mean that's why we're going because all week, all month, they've been showing, oh, Rock 25th anniversary because he debuted in New York 25 years ago at Survivor Series. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he shows up at the end of the match. Who knows? I mean, I I would be very disappointed if he doesn't. I mean, to set something up because, like I said, they've been teasing it for I don't know how long. I mean, it seems like a year or so. It's been crazy. Obviously, The Rock's a very busy guy at this point in his life, you know, movies, only the excuse me, the XFL now getting that off the ground again. So he's busy too, but maybe he could squeeze out a little few months to you know do a little thing with Roman. Because I mean, how awesome would that be? Because Roman's pretty much ran through everybody. I mean, so he goes, he's the tribal chief, but I mean, he, the Brahma Bull. I mean, the you know what I mean? It'd be oh my god, at WrestleMania would be so good. He doesn't have to win if it happens, but just have a great match. It'd be so good if it if it comes I out. Mean, Tommy, I couldn't agree more with you. Right? I mean. When you think of Roman Reigns and his incredible run he's been on, he's gone through everyone. As Roman says, I smashed him. Yeah. I'll smash him. Yep. He's double pinning Brian Danielson and Edge in the ring at WrestleMania. He's mm-hmm. beating KO. He's beating all Cesaro, Brock Lesnar. Everyone you put in front of Roman, he's beaten. Yep. He's arguably right now on a run that we haven't seen since the 90s. Yeah. And speaking of the 90s, there's only two men of the 90s besides... The Undertaker, which I hate to sound like to say this and sound respectfully, he smashed The Undertaker. <laughs> All you have is The Rock left at this point. I think Steve's knees are a little bit too shot. Unfortunately, yeah, I can see our our, uh, our beer guzzling, um, you know, glass breaking badass of you know Stone Cold. But there is The Rock. He always is in shape. He's oh, always looking the part. Unreal. It's, it's the dream match that we have left to look forward to because to be quite honest in the wrestling landscape of wwe tommy as you know we don't know a damn thing yeah no so this is it yeah. you're looking for a marquee match this is it so oh, there you, go. you know this could be a big swerve right tommy you said it before this could be a big swerve to us because 
as you know, the wrestling dirt sheets are pretty much they spoil majority of things that take place. Yeah. Um, but like you said, The Rock is busy, right? He's he's you know he's his new collections coming out for the fall season. We said you know the new movie Red Notice just dropped. Black Adam's doing his stuff. The Rock is a busy man doing a lot of stuff. He might even he got plead by by Vin Diesel to come back and help yeah. Fast Ten. Yeah, I know. Please. Yeah. So our boy is busy, but what way to shock New York on the 25th anniversary of Survivor Series where you debuted and did your thing? I mean, I know you got booed, but it was the birth of the Brahma Bowl and the greatest, exactly. uh, most electrifying champion of all time. So let's see. Tommy and I, Joey, will be in attendance with our boy. Um, and from the Top Row podcast, Kerr, no, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I apologize. Um, I, I I didn't want to misrepresent it, but from the Top Row podcast, our buddy, Mr. Brooms. So mm-hmm. it'll be really fantastic to have two of the podcasts joining forces for one night only. Sounds like an AEW event to me. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tommy, another piece of news. Again, you're always breaking news. I love it. I, I'm so grateful for it. Becky Lynch, there was a video that came out. Becky did an interview. And Tommy, got to keep me honest. I'm not too sure who the interview was for, right? Becky did an interview where the host asked some questions about Charlotte. And pretty much asking, is this real? Is this feud real? What's going on with you guys? Not only did she say it's real, should the beef is real, we're not friends anymore. That's sad. I don't trust her. Mm. Has stardom gotten to both of their heads? Could this all just be Charlotte? I mean, she is a flair at the end of the day. I and mean, you know, if you're a flair, you are one of the, you know, I guess, you know, rug, you know I was trying to think of his uh, his catchphrase real quick. Kiss, stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a bee. I yeah. guess, or, you know, gun. I don't want to be yeah. you know, politically incorrect. So Tommy, I guess if, if you, again, if you want to give us your comments and feedback, cause this was, this felt, this felt weird, cringy, really. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, they were, they were obviously two of the four horsewomen, you know, down in NXT and, you know, it's just, it's really sad to see if this is real. I mean, maybe Storm got to both their heads. Maybe Charlotte feels like Becky stole her spotlight, you know, a few years back with the whole, you know, the man thing, how she took off with that. And maybe Charlotte felt, you know, like, unappreciated, I guess you would say. But at the end of the day, she was still winning titles. Becky's doing her thing. I mean, I think it was good to have these two, you know, going against each other. But it seems like Charlotte, for the last, i say last few months, she's trying anything to, like, screw people up. It seems like, I, I don't know, because, you know, her fiancé's with AEW now. Maybe she's just trying to find a way, not to get fired or maybe, I don't know, but maybe she wants to go there. I don't know. I mean, what else does she have to accomplish here at this point in her career? She's won basically everything. I mean, from NXT and all the way up here, so maybe she's just being hard to work with. I mean, it kind of sucks because, like you said, they were friends. Now Becky's saying they're not. I mean, it's just – it's really sad to see. But, unfortunately, you know, egos happen in all walks of life, and it seems like it's happening here now, unfortunately. Isn't that the truth? And, you know, Tom, you said it perfectly. Success gets to people's heads sometimes. Um, and it's understandable, right? Success leads to money, leads to fame, leads to notoriety. These things really are real, whether you're in a stage wrestling business or you're in any walk of life, uh, success changes people and maybe it changes the two of them. And to be quite honest, you know, that, that segment in the ring that happened a couple of weeks ago during the the, uh, title exchange, that was awkward, cringy to say the least, like you said, Tommy. So to be quite honest, I, I believe it, man. I really do believe it. I know that they're trying to, sh- you know, I don't, I don't, they got to try to continue to shoot. They use social media sometimes to kind of get at each other, make things feel real. But you don't mess up a segment on live TV like that as a yeah, show. Yeah, you know bad. what I mean? Like that's, you know, you can mess around in social media, back backstage interactions, yeah. um, tape segments, but live audience SmackDown, 
Fox. I don't know if you're having a shoot on Fox, but and the you crowd, are. you can tell the crowd was like, what's felt like, what's going on here? It just felt very, just felt very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird to say the least. Um, and speaking of weird, our last topic of outside the room before we get into the week of wrestling, Tony Khan and Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know, Tom, you didn't break this news, right? Was this Joey's news he broke? Yeah, it's Joey, yeah. All right, because this is why I feel a little fugazi about the news, but I'll still say it anyway because he's not on the show. Um, Tony Khan and Jericho, supposed we haven't spoke since, was it, is it Jericho's birthday, which was last November? May over, yeah. And I, and I think we just celebrated Jericho's birthday, obviously, I feel like the other day. I feel like I just saw it on, on an AW Instagram that they posted, like, happy birthday, you know, Chris Jericho. So mm-hmm. you're telling me a whole year in AEW? I know the company's growing. It's not not big, but it's also yeah. not small. Yeah. They haven't spoken in a year. That seems a little weird to me, Tommy. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, I know Jer- Jericho probably. I mean, I know he's not doing stuff with his band, but maybe he's like doing stuff on the off days, whatever. When like you know, when they're not doing stuff with wrestling. But I mean, for a whole year, I mean, that dude arguably was your big star. I mean, obviously, you signed all these guys for the last year or so. But I mean, if this is true, I mean, what the hell is that about? That's just that's head scratching. So it's like really. I mean, I don't know, maybe Jericho wants to, like, take a step back. Maybe Tony doesn't want him to. I mean, if it comes out, I mean, we'll see what happens. I guess maybe with full gear tomorrow in his match with the, you know, America top team or whatever. But, I mean, it's just odd. That's all I can say about it. Odd, odd to say the least. And you know what? Like you just alluded to a nice little plug. You know, we're going to be giving our predictions for AEW full gear right before the show ends. So stick with us, of course. Um, it is very odd. So if that's true. I find that weird to believe. I mean, Jericho is one of the pillars. I mean, not not like the new set of generation wrestling, but I'm just saying like one of the people that kind of brought, you know, a little bit of, you know, buzz to AEW, right? You know, you hear Chris Jericho. Yeah, he was the marquee star for this company when it first started. So, absolutely. Very very weird. Absolutely. Um, You know, we'll we'll, we'll hit a couple topics, you know, for the week of wrestling. Obviously, we're recording on Friday, so we are missing um, Rampage um, and SmackDown. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, both shows will air tonight. I'm sure Tommy and I and the boys will catch up with that. And if any newsworthy, you know, I'm sure Joey will share it on Instagram or some sort one of the social medias. Um, but for now, Monday Night Raw, Tommy, mm-hmm. I got to say, I wasn't disappointed. I know mm-hmm. the viewership said differently, and I don't blame the viewership because technically they've been disappointing us for years now. Yeah. You know, we're in the Bobby, we're in, excuse me, the, uh, I'll say the post Bobby Lashley um, era of Monday Night Raw. We're in the Big E era of Monday Night Raw. So, majority of the storylines will run through Big E. And with that being said, we have KO and uh, Seth Rollins kind of, you know, feuding right now. You know, Seth Rollins is the number one contender. Um, and I think it was my solo show a couple of weeks ago. I called and I hoped for Kevin Owens to possibly turn heel. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're kind of teasing that a little bit where he's kind of asking everyone, you know, you believe me, right? You believe me, right? And Seth Rollins is calling him a scumbag and saying, no, Tommy, do you believe Kevin Owens? Or do you think it's time for us to turn heel and kind of, you know, change things up a bit? I mean, obviously his history, as Seth was saying on Monday, you know, you can't trust him. Look at all the guys. Sammy Zayn, he turned on him. And the new day when he was with them for what felt like a couple of minutes, whatever it was, you know, he turned on him. So, I mean, he definitely has the history. And after what happened the other Monday night where he, you know, power bombed uh, Biggie on the apron there at the end of the, the night. I mean, who knows? Maybe he was just frustrated, you know, could have been anything, but I hope he turns. Yeah. I always like KO as a heel rather than a face. 
I, I agree with you 100% because to be honest, and, and I love KO, period, right? I respect the hell out of him. But to be quite honest, I feel like it's been getting real stale, real fast. And I feel like he's done everything he could as a face. And I think it's time for him to be a heel. And I called for it and I hope it actually comes to fruition because I think it would be exactly what they kind of need. Mm-hmm, and um, let's let's see what happens. So they did announce via social media, which I don't know, Tommy, if you like that. I didn't really like it too much that they announced the Survivor Series teams. Yeah. The um, You know, as we know, Survivor Series these, this day and age is pretty much Raw versus SmackDown. Mm-hmm. All the title holders will face all the title holders. But we also have the traditional five-on-five men's and women's Survivor Series team matches. Um, just to kind of go through the teams really quick, we had announced Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio until Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. We won't get into the match, but it was a, you know, Adam Pierce felt that Dominic is not a former champion and needs to earn his spot, which I agree. I was very confused by Dominic Mysterio being added, but it was a great way for Bobby Lashley to get reinserted and insert his dominance and be added to the Raw men's team. So again, recap, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, and Bobby Lashley. And for SmackDown... That's a solid team, Tommy. But you know what? Little controversy, right? Seth Rollins KO. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then also Rey Mysterio and now Bobby Lashley because Bobby ran through Dominic. Yeah. And then you have Finn Balor. So yeah. we will see. Uh, Friday Night SmackDown's team, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Sami Zayn, and Happy Corbin along with Madcap Moss. I feel like when I think of Madcap Moss, I had the corny jokes – the following in the shadow. I think a Nick. I think a Nikki J. I think of noodles. So, anyways, another another, another shot. I take at Nick. But <laughs> I mean, thinking about both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's early. I know Monday Night Raw swept SmackDown last year. I hope to not see that again because that was very not entertaining. Yeah. But quick, don't got to get into it. Early prediction. Where do you see the balance of the scales leaning? I mean, as of right now, I think it's raw. I mean, how can you go against that team? I mean, if if Bobby wasn't on the team, I'd say maybe SmackDown has a little edge. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to sweep them, but I just think the raw team is so much better right now, I mean, compared to SmackDown. I mean, obviously, you know, they could swerve us and have SmackDown sweep them or whatever type of thing, but I can't see that happening with that with that team on raw. So who knows? But I, for me, I think the raw team is the better team. Yeah, I have to agree with you completely. Um, listen, I got, I have a lot of faith in Drew McIntyre. He's on my yeah, fantasy wrestling team. Yeah. Um, King Woods, clearly, you see, they got a direction with him. Mm-hmm. Corbin, you know how they always feel about Corbin. They love Corbin. They, you know, they, I guess, refresh him every six to eight months, as you should your uh, your iPhone battery or whatever. I'll say yeah. whatever battery you need to change out. Um, nah, bad joke in the land. Um, so, going over to the women's side. Monday Night Raw's women's team, Bianca Belair, the Nightmare Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, the most beautiful woman in all of WWE, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. Only Tom seen me waving like a queen. Um, and not, you know, you know, I can't uh, I can't do the best, you know, queen wave. But um, and then we have them going against Sasha Banks of Friday Night SmackDown, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia. And Aaliyah. Um, Tommy, I, I think I know where you're leaning on this one, but just for shits and giggles, what team seems to have your interest? I think it's Raw again. I mean, I mean, I'll, you, I mean, if you didn't have Shayna on the other team, I mean, I just don't. I mean, the very, I mean, obviously, Shotzi, you know, she's 
doing a little heel turn that she's starting to go with. But I mean, Aaliyah, I mean, she's brand new, right? And Natalia, I mean, what else? I mean, she's been there forever. It's like, okay, she's in it. Cool. But I think Raw just has the better firepower right now. I, again, I know it's an agreeing show because it's you and I, and we're, uh, you know, Yankee fans, comic book fans, life fans. But I agree with you, Tommy. I mean, Monday Night Raw's got, got the firepower again. And I know that's on purpose, of course, because they want to, you know, they want to show Monday Night Raw as being dominant um, show. On Monday Night Raw, speaking of the Raw women's team, they actually had a fatal five-way match uh, for the number one contendership to face Becky Lynch at a future date. And to be quite honest, I thought, actually thought this was actually a decent use of the women. Mm-hmm. And I thought they actually gave them a lot of time, more yeah. time than I expected. Absolutely. Um, someone that I know, at least it, at least I, I actually can speak for Nick on this one. The four of us would love to see in some prominent title picture. Liv Morgan came out the winner. Finally. I thought, Tommy, the match was actually decent. Mm-hmm. It went longer than I expected. Um, I hope to get a little bit more of Liv Morgan and a little bit more of, you know, some women's wrestling on Raw for more than two and a half minutes. Yeah. You know, a la the most recent Queen's Crown Tournament. Sure. Um, but Liv Morgan, number one contender. I'm with it. Absolutely, yeah. Can I, I mean, we've been for for months on here. We're like, oh, give Liv a chance. Give her a chance. And every time we think she's going to get a chance, she loses or something happens. But finally, it was nice to see. Maybe this is their way of finally giving her a little push. And I'm happy to see what, what she does with it. Oh, me too. Very much so. Uh, moving from Monday to Tuesday night, we have NXT 2.0, the show that it's not the same show again. But um, we do have some interesting characters that are catching my attention. Uh, toxic Attraction. Yeah. Well, no pun intended. I'm attracted. <laughs> um, and Tommy, I know that you have a pulse, so I know you are attracted too. So they're taking on Io Shirai, Casey Cannizzaro, and Caden Carter. Now, Casey and Caden have been, I guess, almost, you know, given like a new theme music, a uh, mm-hmm. new wardrobe, new look. Casey and Caden feel like the most organic actual team down in NXT. And Onyx, probably, arguably, all of WWE, to be quite honest. I am so thrilled to see the two of them together on TV. And the idea of Toxic Attraction, Gigi and, uh, Gigi and JC taking on Caden and Casey. Sorry, it's a tongue twister. Um, I like that idea of that feud very much so. So I am all for this. And then the potential tease of of Mandy Rose and Io Shirai. Like Mandy's been someone we spoke about in the past, Tommy, where she's got the look. She's put in the time. She came from Tough Enough. She's the first champion from Tough Enough, This that that Tough Enough class, many, many years ago. Um, I thought it was a good match with her and Raquel. At um at Halloween Havoc, mm-hmm. um you can clearly see that she has still some you know I guess seasoning to get through, but not her fault. She never had the chance. Yeah. Now she does. Yeah. So her and Eo, I think, is a great next feud for her. I'm very excited about it. But um Tommy, I guess you know with the match going to Toxic Attraction, which kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you like where they're kind of going with it because you know you have all the champions on one side, all the challenges on the other side. Do you like that? This potential feuds that were we got going on with the the six of them. Oh, absolutely. I mean. They were building up toxic attraction, of, you know, you know, before they won the belts, like it's this dominant faction and they're finally showing that, you know, obviously they uh, win the tag titles and then Mandy win the women's titles. So I'm happy for that. And, you know, I hope they hold them for a while and have like a nice run, like a little rundown. They, they haven't really had that down next. I mean, I know it's 2.0. It's different than what we fell in love with. But I mean, if they do something like this, I think it would be very good for them down there. I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. 
Um, Kaylee Ray wrestled on uh, on NXT. She beat Saray. Nothing, in my opinion, too exciting. But you know, I have a lot of respect for Kaylee Ray. I hope to see a little bit more of her dominance. Um, Joey's boy Joe Gacy. Um, well, yeah, about that. Uh, terrible match. He deserved to get choked out like he did. I don't know why Boa had some weird demon light. That was show. yeah. That was that was that was interesting. I was like, and the stuff on his face too. I'm like, okay, this is definitely weird. Yeah, really weird. So we're gonna pass that up a little bit. Uh, jacket time. I'm gonna spend no time on that because they. That, I, don't know, I don't know about that. Jacket time. That's a weird name. So we're gonna move on. But um, what I am actually a little bit excited about is Duke Hudson, Cameron Grimes. Mm. Um, to be quite honest, I kind of like this persona from Duke Hudson, and I like the in-ring promo he cut. And someone as charismatic as Cameron Grimes, who is just literally like you can't take your eyes off him. You want to hear what he says. You want to see what he does. And to hear him get under Duke Hudson's skin and this kind of got him angry and out of his element. I'm for that. So that's definitely a feud I want to pay very close attention to. Um, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the main, uh, not the main event. We'll get to the main event in a second time. I definitely want to get your point on that one. We had a triple threat, uh, LA Knights, Solo, Sequoia, and Gray, uh, Grayson Waller. Um, why do they keep pinning LA Knight? Yeah, um, I don't know. I uh, don't get it. I don't Tell like me. it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it one bit. Uh, I know we have to make Sequoia look really strong and good, which he should. Uh, he's got that Uso bloodline, and hopefully he'll be with the bloodline one day very soon. Um, but if you're trying to get Waller over, um, you need to have, you know, you need to, I think, put a little bit more stock into that feud. Because I think the Knight and Waller is the feud that they're looking to put stock into. I think it was a good opportunity to use three guys and get them all on TV. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't spend too much time on that. Yeah. But when you need a main event, you call Pete Dunn. Mm-hmm. Okay. NXT 1.0, NXT mm-hmm. 2.0, and eventually NXT 3.0. Yeah. Pete Dunn, if he's under contract and is not released, will absolutely put on a main event. It was Pete Dunn and Carmelo Hayes. And I think Tommy arguably probably the best match NXT 2.0 has put on thus far. Very short-lived, so I, I, I say that obviously with you know a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But it's the, definitely the most enjoyable match that I've seen thus far in NXT uh, 2.0's era. Pete Dunne got the win over the A champion, the North American champion, uh, Carmelo Hayes. And we also had like a little spotting of Johnny Gargano. So mm-hmm. we have like a Gargano, Pete Dunne, Carmelo Hayes, Dexter Loomis, Trick Williams, Got a little, uh, got some names uh, around that, hovering around that title picture. Tommy, how do you feel about the main event, and what do you think about potential feuds of going forward with uh, these five gentlemen? Oh, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, like you said, Pete Dunn, that guy brings it to every single match he's in, and, and I'm happy he's starting to get more of like a main event push. You know, obviously with this new 2.0 thing down there. But him and Carmella, like you said, that match was really good. And I like the mix of, you know, like you said, with Johnny and Dexter. I mean, Dexter's my boy. I hope to see more of him. Hell yeah. Now that he's a married man and everything, I hope he gets more involved with everything. And the stuff, you know, Trick Boy, it's pretty cool. You know I mean? Get him and Carmelo together with something going. But, I mean, just awesome main event. He can't, he can't ask for more. I think it was more of that NXT 2.0. I think hopefully be in good shape. But, you know. With the guy running now, we never know how how he thinks with things. So if he doesn't feel like something's working, he'll change it like that. So hopefully, hopefully he thinks this works. Ain't that the truth? And speaking of changing, Tommy, it looks like 
Um, they did announce war games. Yeah. War games for December. I didn't think that was going to come back. I was very surprised. I'm very surprised too. I'm very looking to, I'm very much forward looking to see how they present it. But what I did notice, which I don't know if you did, but you're a smart guy, Tommy. I'm sure you did. The word takeover yeah. seems to be Fun. out of the vocabulary of NXT. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, I guess we will see. Um, but they did announce war games. I am happy to see that because that will actually be, you know, their first quote unquote, I guess, pay-per-view event on Peacock in December, early December. I will say December 5th, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so we will, so we will see all in all, I thought NXT had its ups and downs. Um, Mm -hmm. still not sold on it still too soon. I'll say TBD for me. Um, Tommy, I know that uh, you're hoping for the best. Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know if it's TBD for you, but it's definitely TBD for me. Yeah, so, like you know, just keep giving us like those, like I said, the main event. Keep giving us that, and not the other stuff they did. You know, fifty percent of the show was good, fifty percent was eh. So give us more good stuff, and we'll see what happens. Fair enough, Tommy. Let's go to Wednesday. Let's go to Dynamite. So we're going to recap Dynamite real quick, and then we're going to get right into the predictions. So it might be like a little bit of a combo. We might, you know, rehash a couple points on the predictions, but let's do it. Uh, AEW time. So Brian Danielson uh, takes on Rocky Romero. Um, and then we'll, we'll jump into, obviously, the prediction of um, mm-hmm. from that point. But again, uh, every time I see Brian Danielson on, on screen, I am just so happy for the guy that he's legitimately able to just wrestle with no restraints no holding back just doing his thing he seems happier than ever he seems re-energized he seems like he's 10 years younger um beats taps out romero and i thought a very nice physical match Mm -hmm. um brian danielson will be taking on miro at aw full gear and winner being the new number one contender for whoever will leave full gear as a champion between Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. So, Tommy, like a little cross prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miro, Brian Danielson, number one contender. Who do you see winning in this eliminator tournament final? It's a tough one because, you know, Miro wasn't in this originally. He subs for, you know, John Moxley, and obviously we hope he's doing well. With everything going on with him, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, I like to see Danielson, but I think Miro might win this. I really do, you know. Give him like something, like push him to the top. Like obviously, you know, he had his little run with the uh, the TNT belt, and then you know, when he lost to Sammy, he really hasn't been doing much since then. So maybe this is their way of like pushing him into the the world title picture, which I'd be all for because this is what we always wanted with him when he was in WWE as Rusev. Absolutely. And you know what, Tommy, I got to give you a lot of credit because this is exactly how my thought process worked out, right? Miro hasn't done anything really since he lost to the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. And what good, what better replacement for John Moxley than Miro, right? Because you, you built him up for that run and what he did. I thought he did a great job with the title and being a, being a really good heel champion. He had some memorable matches, but I agree. Cause Tommy, if he loses to Brian, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to hurt stock big time. Absolutely. And you could build stock back up again, but having like the fans buy into it is another thing versus having him just win a bunch of matches. Having him go over on Brian Danielson on one of their big four pay-per-views, um, I think says a lot of what they feel about Miro. And again, we'll get into the other prediction too. I think, spoiler alert, um, would be a really good first opponent for Hangman Adam Page. Uh-huh. So 
we'll get to that obviously a little bit later. Um, probably my one of my favorite segments that I've seen thus far with this feud, American Top Team. They sent a message to Inner Circle. Now, don't get me wrong. I can listen to Chris Jericho on the mic bash Paige Van Zandt about five on ones all day. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but you know, I get it, right? You know, the, a lot of the US, a lot of the MMA guys aren't you know trained professional wrestlers, so you want to be careful with some of the interactions. You don't want people to get hurt. They're probably still training and working out, but they are professional athletes, so I do trust. But a lot of it's been a lot of very verbal jabs. Mm -hmm. um, I want to see them get down to business. In my opinion, that's exactly what they did this week on Dynamite. American Top Team sent a message. Not only did they send a message, they gave away a spoiler of what they're going to potentially uh, be the outcome of what happens at Full Gear, which will be um, that fat face, uh, <laughs> dipshit, pinning, or no, excuse me, uh, yeah, pinning Chris Jericho. Um, I mean, listen, he put him through a table, Tommy. Dan Lambert put him through a table. I was shocked. Wasn't a terrible spot. Wasn't a great spot. Yeah. Wasn't a terrible spot. Um, inner circle was left lying. So again, flipping back and forth, we have a Minneapolis street fight, the inner circle versus men of the year and American top team. Um, I'll just go with this one and, uh, I'm going to give my prediction. The inner circle will win. Mm -hmm. I think it makes too much sense. It's kind of wrestling one-on-one. The heels went over in the last and the go home show. The faces usually go home. will win in the next show. So I'm going inner circle. I'm excited about this match. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, inner circle has been innovators and, in, you know, stadium stampede. And, yeah. you know, I forgot what you called that one match when Jericho took the bump from MJF. Um, you know, God, it can't, can't come to me, but whatever. It's okay. Um, I'm going inner circle. So tell me, okay. how do you feel? Yeah, definitely inner circle. I mean, this is a good way to put the other guys over like America, you know, um, Man of the Year and the other guys. So I think this is a good way to like get him some exposure, you know, going against Jericho and all those guys. So I think that's the point of this whole thing. But you got to give it to Inner Circle. I mean, it would just, <clears throat> I would say it would kill them in momentum or anything. But I mean, especially after what happened, you know, the heels went over on Wednesday and, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. But I just think it's going to be them. I think so too. Again, I agree with you. Uh, I'd be reminisced to not bring up Wardlow. Um, really nice, really nice to finally see Warlow on TV. And he took on Wheeler Yuta uh, in singles, you know, in a singles match. And, oh boy, oh boy, he beat him and he beat him bad and he pummeled him. But if Tommy, if you heard from the crowd, he got a very good reaction from the crowd. So even though he played the heel in that match, he was definitely celebrated for, uh, his work. Um, so great to see Warlow. obviously yeah. shots of Warlow. Yes. Uh, very happy about that. But there is one feud I want to see kind of finish is can we get Matt Hardy away from Orange Cassidy once and for all? Like, for God's yeah. sake, I feel like I watch this all the time. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully that's the end of it. Hopefully I hope that's the, I hope that's the end of it. Um, another match, which I thought, again, blew my mind in expectation is Pac uh, versus Dax Harwood. Now, if you remember, Tommy, a couple months ago, Dax Harwood took on Jungle Boy and um, and I, in my opinion, an absolute can't miss match blew my mind of how well that match was for a tag team wrestler. My God, Dax did his thing. And you know what? I feel like we got, I think like it was repeat. I literally felt like I had a, pro I was like, I think I've seen this match before. Yeah. Really good match. Pac went over, but I thought Dax showed out again. Um, you know, Tommy, I don't know how you felt about it, but I was super impressed by Harwood again, but Pac got the win. Yeah. No, I mean, you just, 
you know this guy, this all him and uh, Cash wanted to do WWE. He just wanted to wrestle. You know, that's all they want. Not do these stupid gimmicks. Just go out there and show people what they can do. And they're showing it in AEW. And I'm thankful for that. I mean, either they're in a tag match or a singles match. They always, I mean, they always do great. I mean, that's all they wanted to do. And I just, I'm so happy we get to see it now. Yeah, absolutely. And then the final segment before we get to the rest of our predictions for AEW Full Gear, uh, contract signing. Tommy, we know wrestling. There's no such thing as a good contract signing. We've been watching this for 30-plus years. Um, Hangman and and Omega had to sign their contract for full gear. Um, To be expected, Don Callis, that sleazy, slimeball, no-good piece of garbage. Um, You know, just... Bad guy. I was yeah. trying to think something else really good, but I had nothing else. Anyway, uh, contract signing took place. Um, I thought it was kind of rushed, you know, because I know it was almost the end of the show. But um, I think they got the point over of their story. So let's transition over to full gear. And um, why don't we stick with that AEW World Championship match? Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. I gave my prediction. So, Tommy, what's yours? Oh, yeah. I think it's time for Hangman. Absolutely. They've been grooming him since the beginning. Of this when this company started as like the really the first big true baby face of this of this uh company so yeah hangman all the way hangman all the way and he'll be probably the first real like you said you know white hot baby face champion because john moxley yeah. i guess you could argue but he was always teetering right exactly. he's always a tweener yeah. yeah so that should be fun to watch uh we already hit on the eliminator t- tournament final brian versus uh miro both going miro uh the doctor Dr. DMD Britt Baker taking on Brazilian uh, black belt Ty, Ty Conti. Um, Tommy, I'm going to go with uh, the doctor. Of course. It's not her time to drop that title. She is just doing stuff right now that is real special. I really like Ty Conti. I think she is doing great things. I mean, she's like an Iron Woman. I think her record's like 30 something and whatever. So you're telling me she wrestled almost 40 matches ready in AEW? In this short period of time, God bless. That is a that's a record, um, in my opinion. So, Tommy, AEW World Women's World Championship. Who are you going with? Yeah, going to DMD all the way. Not a time yet to lose it. I think they're going to set her up for something in the near future with a certain Thunder Rosa, and I think that's what you know because I, I don't think that feud is quite over yet. But I think they're going to lead to that eventually. But going right now with uh, with uh, Britt Baker. Right, Baker. Absolutely. Um, let's go. Let's just let's stay championship match. Let's go a little bit in reverse. Instead of going pre-show up, we're going to go championship down. Um, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Bros versus FTR, the I guess whatever AAA um, Mexico Championship. Yeah. I think maybe. Um, Tommy, who are you taking in this match? Uh, I want to go Lucha Bros. What the hell? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Lucha Bros too. Um, I don't think this feud is going to be over because oh, those yeah. those AAA titles will have to come off FTR at one point. Yeah. Um, and I think the next time will be you know the next match we might see with these four are winner takes all match, mm-hmm. right? Because what would be the intent for Lucha Bros to give them another title shot except for FTR putting up their titles on the line? So yeah, yeah. I'm giving an early prediction that we will see them one more time in a winner take all match. Um, in a few that felt very real, and there was something that did come out this week that, you know, that CM Punk actually does have harsh feelings for Eddie Kingston, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, a blood feud that came together pretty quickly, but I think is the right feud for both guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for me, for this one, I don't think it's Punk's time to lose. Uh, Eddie Kingston is definitely the right opponent, but I think Punk can get away by just surviving. So yeah. I'm going to go with CM Punk because I don't want to see Eddie Kingston look bad, but I do want to see this hopefully continue. Uh, Tommy, who are you taking in this match? Yeah, I'm going with Punk because with that promo last week, Kingston's like, I don't care if I win or lose. This is just me beating the shit out of you type of thing. And, you know, and especially, you know, that promo he cut saying how nobody wants you here. I mean, that's definitely more than a win, a win loss record he's concerned about. I think, you know, he just wants to like just fight him and, and see what happens. But I think, I think I, that might be the match of the night for me. I really do think that's going to be a great match. I do. You know what? Keep your eye close eye on that one. Cause I, th- I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree more, Tommy. That's going to be one match to definitely watch. Um, we hit on it before the Minneapolis street fight. We're both going inner circle. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about pillars earlier in the show. Let's speak about the two pillars that, that are hopefully the future of AEW wrestling. Darby Allen, MJF. Um, this one is tough. Yeah. For me, I don't think you can beat MJF right now. Um, I think you need to protect him. Um, I know that, you know, this will be a huge win for Darby, but to be honest, I'm hoping again for a continuation of this feud and usually in doing so you have to have the, the, the face chase. So I'm going MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the probably best heel in professional wrestling. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. Love it. Um, this is going to be a fun one, Tommy. This one actually be hard to predict. Falls count anywhere. Six man tag match. Jurassic Express and Christian Cage versus this super click. Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Um, Tommy, I don't know what to tell you um, where I can go with this match, to be quite honest, because I don't think you beat the super click, but then you just can't keep beating down the, the faces. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't see them having Adam Cole lose on his first AEW pay-per-view that he's wrestling on. Obviously, he showed up at All Out, you know, the big shock there. But, I mean, to have him lose in his first pay-per-view, I mean, I don't know. So, I think I got to go with Super Click. And you know what, Tommy, with that logic, I think you convinced me because I just wasn't sure where I was going. Um, I think you got to go Super Click in a very heelish way. I feel like they're Absolutely, just going to escape. Yeah, definitely, yeah, um, definitely. But I definitely want to see Jungle Boy and Adam Cole again. And oh, if yeah. Adam Cole is going to take an L, I hope it's to Jungle Boy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Absolutely. Um, next match, we got Pac and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo, the former NXT champions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This one. So Pac won on Dynamite. Cody was the most recent winner. Leads me to believe that we're going to see Malachi and Andrade walk away as winners. Um, I'm going Malachi and Andrade. I don't have a reason, a real good story. Why? I just think it makes the most sense in my opinion. Um, you know, they're having a hard time with Cody Rhodes being received by the crowd. And I think a good way to protect that is to have the heels go over. So yeah. I'm going Malachi and Andrade. Same. I like, I like this Malachi Andrade little partnership. They got going. It's pretty cool. I, like it's like different, like two different people, you know, of like different styles and stuff and it, it, it's working so far. So I like it a lot, but yeah, I'm going with Malachi and Andrade. Yeah. What is What is the saying, Tommy, as I go and an enemy of my enemy is my friend or That's friend right. of my enemy is my friend or something like that. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Um, and then going to the pre-show now, I, again, this is what, this is what Bleacher Report has. So uh, Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. This is what I see on their on their card, which was yeah. updated. Uh, let me make sure I just get this right. 
November November twelfth, which is today. Yeah. So let's go with it. That's actually the uh, the pre show match, the buy in. Um, you gotta go with faces. You gotta go yeah, Sheeta and right. Thunder Rose. You gotta you gotta start the show off hot. Um, I know Nyla Rose is still in the um, the TBS Women's you know tournament. So is Jamie Hader. Uh, so is Hikaru, and so is Thunder Rosa. I think you start the show hot um, because I do see now. Uh, who's Nyla Rose facing off against in the TBS tournament next? I forget. Yeah, it's... Uh, I can't think of it. Either way, uh, without getting too much down the road, uh, Hikaru, Sheeta, Thunder Rosa, and Tommy. I think you said you agree to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's kind of what we're, we're going to stop the show, guys. You know, we haven't seen SmackDown or Rampage. So, um, you know, we gave you the wrap up, you know, what's going on outside the ring. We recapped the week. We gave our predictions. We took shots at noodles. We told <laughs> about social media. Give us some ratings. Happy birthday, Olivia. Yes. The cutest little thing you'll ever see. The little walker. Uh, walking now. A little, little, little walker. She's, yeah. uh, she's, she's great. I cannot wait to see her tomorrow. Um, she is the first baby of TWJ Wrestle Buzz. So. <laughs> She gets special bookings in our yeah, uh, in our in our circle. Yeah. So, uh, but I can't end the show without our MVPs. Um, Tommy, since it's kind of you and I, we have to kind of go back and forth off each other. So, Tommy, I hate to do this to you, but uh, your MVP this week, who stood out or what stood out to you? I'm going to go with the return of Bobby Lashley, the Almighty, coming back after a little few weeks after his. Um, the hell crown jewel against Goldberg, you know, he took off a few weeks and he said, I'm going to come back and destroy everybody. And so far he's done that, you know, against uh, Dominic Mysterio. So hopefully he continues with that. So I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Tommy, I love it. That's a great MVP. Uh, I'm going to go with Pete Dunn because okay. you know what, if it wasn't for that main event, I don't know how I feel about the whole show of NXT 2.0 this past week, but that main event definitely left me with a smile on my face and not a frown. Mm-hmm. Um, so Man, whenever you need a good match, Pete Dunne is just the guy to rely on. So I feel like he's the MVP right now of NXT since Tommaso Ciampa is over, I think, in London and Ron Breaker's doing their things over there. So you need someone to hold down NXT, and Pete Dunne is definitely a guy to be able to do it. So Pete Dunne, okay. you're my MVP. Um, I guess to wrap this up, where do you find us? Again, as always, if you want to download us anywhere, anywhere where you can download podcast, we are there. Uh at WrestleBuzz with Reezy on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, at WrestleBuzz on uh, TikTok. Sorry. Um, ask your smart speaker, five-star reviews, yada, yada, yada. That's how we do. So um, in the words of Billy Joel, I'm just kidding. In the words of Joseph Crush, <laughs> life is a series of no. That's, yeah. that's not okay. Um, everyone, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Watch pro wrestling.